It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Mayday, mayday. This is Johannesburg. Evacuation has failed. Repeat, failed. All our handle units are going offline. The Royal Court have been slaughtered by the War Knights. I guess I mean you're in charge now, Lord Kieran. God help you, mate. God help us all. You're, you're listening to cable community radio if anyone is still listening. I'm looking at green fire in the sky. F-35 squadrons and A-10 Thunderbolts, wave after wave, like fireflies, coming down in sheets of green fire. God in heaven, this is Lady Stewart in London Tower. The expanse is enveloping the British Isles. All UK unit defences have fallen. Now England... This blessed plot, this realm, bids you all good luck and farewell. This is Lord Harlan of the Alaska Defense Unit. Anchorage has been hit. I say again, Anchorage has been hit. Wiped out. It's all gone. Everything's been... Lord Kieran, it doesn't sound too good out there. Focus, young lady. What is our current status? Okay, if I'm reading this right, the Expanse is taking over. Two-thirds of the Earth's surface. It'll be here soon. How long does Portland have left? Well, this says less than 15 minutes. (sighs) Perhaps you're right, Miss Drake. None of this is sounding good at all. Jarius, where is that damn force field you promised me? Still having trouble with this Atlantean power core. Every time I hook it into our systems, it fries the Oh, now it's the transfer complaints. I need more time. We have none, not without defenses. Shields, a force wall, anything. Can I help with something? Oh, what do you know about temporal physics on a quantum board, hmm? Uh, you got something I can actually do. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Easy, Kim. I'm okay. Oh, sit over here. Tell me what that board is picking up. Okay. Now, if I'm reading this right, that expanse thing is... digging to the center of the Earth. Weird. It's causing the Earth's mantle to crumble. That's what's making all these earthquakes. So say that mantle does go. Then what happens? It'll release the molten core of the world? I don't know, Porkchop. Won't be good. Oh, no. Does that say... Kim, Mount Hood is erupting. Not just Mount Hood. Every volcano on the planet's going up. Christ. And I thought our Earth was in bad shape. Young lady. Kim. 
Is there any word from Eugene's unit? I think Eugene's dead. He was leading a platoon of those robot Terminator things like Jarius here. Hey, kid. We prefer to be called the Bionic Division. Bionic... dudes. Okay. Anyway, he was on the Oregon coast when the Expanse rolled in. Last report we got was this big, biting pig... thing came out of the fog. It was attacking Eugene and his troops. Then we lost contact. Oh dear lord, the Expanse is entering Portland. Then it's over. Evacuate. We need to save everyone we can. Anyone with working handles, stand by to- Wait a sec. There's an alert or or something coming in. What the hell? Spit it out, girl. We don't have time for games. Well, I might be reading this wrong, but the Expanse seems to have stopped. Darius, did you get the shield working? I'm not even close. So why in the hell did it stop? Mr. Porkchop, if that is your name, that is an excellent question. above Portland are coated in green flames. Before me, a wall of fog stands quite still. With my outstretched hand, I can feel its oily consistency upon the tips of my fingers, pulsating like a living creature, waiting for the right moment to pounce and devour its prey. I pull my arm back. The fog remains still. How... I'm not sure I did, Salem. I just stopped when my hand touched it. I've seen the Expanse wipe out entire planets in a matter of hours. I've never seen it act like this before. So it doesn't stop like this? Never. It it tends to run over everything like a tornado. Best the faction's ever done is slow it down with force fields and magical spells. But they don't hold it for long. Curious as to why it's doing it now. Well, so far there's only one variable, and that's you, Byron. So this is where you scurried off to. I suppose it makes sense. He emerges from the foul-smelling fog, dressed in rust-colored armor and a skull-faced helmet. Glowing amber eyes focused on me. The very heart of this reality the center of its web. There's no place you can run where we won't find you, pale man. Ah, you again. Are you following us? Tracking your path through the multiverse is quite simple for a night of war. Don't move. The war knight snapped his finger and Salem's handle melted in her hand. <laughs> Your childish toys are powerless to stop me. I have other talents, as you'll soon find out. Not now, Salem. Normally I would say something clever and witty at a moment like this. But I'm tired. So let's just assume I have and we can get to the important stuff. 
such as... Who are you? What's going on? Got anything to eat? Things like that. I hope we have time for a bite. I'm quite peckish. He warned me you might resort to such puerility. Of course he did. Wait a minute. You know who's behind this? No idea whatsoever, but it stands to reason there's some link to me. Why else would the fog have stopped? So, let's begin with, who are you? I am but a servant of his Master of Sorrow. His Master of Sorrow? He really goes around calling himself Master of Sorrow? Someone get Lars Ulrich on the phone, or his lawyer. And I thought I had an inflated ego. You must keep an army of mopey teenagers on call. Dear Diary, I got a private message from the Master of Sorrow. Senpai noticed me. Be careful what you say, pale man. For the moment, our Master does not want you dead. Why not? He will speak with you. Indeed, he will soon be here. He has no other reason to spare this pathetic world. You wouldn't know when, would you? Do we have time for tea and biscuits? I doubt it, pale man. Unless you can find a corner shop. Wait, I saw a voodoo donut behind us. Do they have the maple bacon ones on this earth? I do love those. I think they do? Oh, fantastic. Let's go. Well, I doubt any of the shops are open in light of the apocalypse. Silence! This levity will not serve you in what is to come. Oh, hey, give me a break, would you? I'm kind of out of my element here. Apocalyptic events are hard enough on just one world. Tossing in the whole multiverse makes it really super... Complicated? Ah, oh, yes, you're catching on, Salem. Believe me, pale fool. If it were up to me, I would kill you where you stand. I guess that's why the big decisions are left to the generals. Or in this case, the master of sorrow. And not skull-helmeted thugs like you. So who exactly is his darkness, anyway? Exactly who? <laughs> Can it be you have not figured it out yet? Really? You're doing the whole I-should-already-know-who-I'm-up-against thing? I really hate it when people do that. Let's just say I have been busy, so cut me a break and clue me in. Very well. For some time now, he has made a point of sparing you. That's why your Earth has never encountered the Expanse. You see, pale man, my lord and master is... Salem, get down! It was at that moment the cyborg Jarius arrived, along with a number of heavily armed soldiers. They all opened fire on the War Knight, and fell back into the fog and Shot, if I say so myself, it's all in the rest. You stupid tin-plated... Oh, you couldn't have waited one second? He was about to tell me who's behind all of this. Have some gratitude, Byron. If Jarius hadn't shown up, the Death Knight would have killed us. Did you totally miss the part where he said he wasn't allowed to kill us? Actually, he said he couldn't kill you. He was under no such restrictions with me. Jarius, it's good to see you again. You as well, Salem. I'm relieved to see you're still alive. Now, if you don't mind. Nothing personal, pale man. What are you talking about? Oh, don't you dare. Jarius! Don't worry, he's only stunned. 
no wonder Byron thinks you're a moron. Why the hell did you shoot him? He's been helping me. The pale man is still considered an enemy combatant, and Lord Kieran ordered me to subdue him by any means possible. The fog could start moving again. Let's get back to the operations center. Let's open it. Are you certain? This Pandora sarcophagus was designed to hold beings like him. Once he's out. We're out of options, Jarius. Open it, please. As you wish, Lord Kieran. smoking holes in my chest. Super. Is breakfast ready? Breakfast? The most important meal of the day. Eggs, bacon, some toast, goblin juice. Or maybe bagels. I love bagels. We don't have any breakfast ready. Oh. How about tea? I can get by on tea. Last good cuppa I had was with Ivana Kadava. Runs this really macabre theatre down in LA. Charming girl. Although, when I think about it, she did infuse the tea with ghoul's blood. Still, she had a big, amazing, positively gorgeous set of tea kettles. Pale man, we do not have time for this. The faction's hospitality is disappointing. No tea, no brekkie, no fun at all. Salem has been filling us in on how you've been of aid to her. Has she now? Indeed. So, it has been decided... Reluctantly. That you may be of help in our current crisis. And the state of our current crisis being? The Expanse continues to hold its advance, save for one small exception. And that is? Where you and the War Knights spoke. A vortex has formed. A number of War Knights have come through and taken aggressive positions around the mouth of the vortex. We have a number of our forces holding nearby as well. I assume this is where the Master of Sorrow will be coming through. That is my belief as well. So, Byron, unless you have any idea on how we deal with him, now is the time to get one. My apologies, pale man. You're not seeing us at our best. Lord Kieran's control center was a dust-coated mess. Metal racks in row after row, cracked monitors and bent control boards. It looked as if his people had salvaged equipment from a rocket mission center. If someone had set off a large bomb in it. Many control stations bore signs of an electrical fire. 
scorched black or simply burning right before my eyes. A thin layer of concrete dust had settled everywhere. There was a video screen with spiderweb cracks in it set upon the east wall. All it did was show static and smell of odor. The only other person apart from ourselves present was Salem. She looked at us as we came in. Kieran, uh, the evacuation is almost complete. What about Byron's friends? They're uh, helping the wounded get to safety. My friends? Yes. That Kimberly girl and, uh, what's his name, T-Bone? Porkchop. Yes, Porkchop. A name to delight vegetarians everywhere. You brought Kim and Porkchop to Earth Prime. It was this or the after hell. So they stayed here, I see. So where are you sending everyone? Another Earth? No, we've sent everyone we can to Desolation Ridge. Desolation Ridge? Sounds ominous. It should. It's our place of final refuge. This is Desolation Ridge. An image of a crystal citadel appeared upon the cracked viewing screen. How big is that place? It's over 20,000 miles in size. Which universe is it located in? None of them. Desolation Ridge exists in the gulf between dimensions. Gulf between dimensions? What are you talking about? The multiverse consists of parallel universes, various higher and lower dimensions. Desolation Ridge exists in the empty void between them all. Ah, that's impossible. No such place exists. A number of our top scientists agree. Indeed. Since its discovery, they have failed for ages to agree what it is. It defies all logic. A place that is no place. And yet, there it is. And you put a giant space station in there? Desolation Ridge is just a code name. We didn't build it. We found it. Found it? Yes, completely by accident. A thousand years ago, the handle of a faction's agent malfunctioned. Somehow, instead of atomizing him, it tore a pathway into a dimensional gulf. And that's where they found this structure. We have no idea who originally built it or why. But the faction has been able to make use of it. It's become our place of last defense. And because it exists outside of time and space, the Expanse could swallow the whole multiverse. And we would remain safe as long as we stayed there. Or you'd be trapped in endless nothing for all eternity. There's a few drawbacks. We're hoping it won't come to that. Our goal is to stop the Expanse while some part of reality still exists. Although most of the multiverse is gone now. A handful remains where once there were billions. For some time we suspected there must be something behind all of this. Something driving it all. But we never had confirmation. Until now. Indeed. This Master of Sorrow fellow. Byron, do you have any idea who that might be? The War Knight seems to think you should know. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. As much as I hate to admit it, I seem to have some connection to the Expanse. Why do you say that? Uh, Something a cat named Barry told me. A cat? Yeah, it's a long story. Look, I've encountered many beings in my time, some with enough power to shatter the cosmos in a burst of rage. But wiping out anything? I have some bad ideas, but nothing certain. I only know he's coming here for me. Jarius, do you still have the power core you took from me? Yes. Why? Do you plan to use it to kill him? 
as I am all for that. Nothing so mundane. No. I'm going to use the power core to try and capture him. You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, The Chaos Faction, Part 5, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Sarah Rea Werner as Salem, Peter Joseph Lewis as Jarius, Nicole Goodnight as Kim Drake, Justin Fife as Porkchop, Kareem C. Cronfrey as Kieran, and Eric Holloway as The Warner. Special appearances by Sam Mowry, Ken Jones, Julia Eve, and Travis Vengroff. The script editor was Joe Medina. The audio engineer was Eric Busby. Music performed by Kevin McLeod, Adrian von Ziegler, Co.Ag Music. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Credits by Kareem C. Cronfrey. This has been an ELB Productions production. Copyright 2019. Bolt your doors, lock your windows, turn off your lights, and come with me into the Weird Darkness. I'm Darren Marlar, the creator and host of Weird Darkness, bringing you true stories of the paranormal, supernatural, mysterious, macabre, unsolved, and unexplained. New episodes seven days a week. Get the podcast at WeirdDarkness.com or search for Weird Darkness in your favorite podcast app. This probably isn't really worth noting, but During my final radiation tests of the day, I saw a blip out in the opposite direction of Ra. It's a bright light with the pinpoint clarity of a star, but obviously it's not a star since it wasn't there yesterday. Or even a few hours ago. Also, it's moving. Charlotte's taking this new development with all the grace of a garbage fire. She barged in on her hydraulic arm while I was checking Ra's radiation emissions earlier and started reciting the entire Caldwell Enterprises emergency preparedness manual to me from start to finish. I took that to mean that she thinks the incoming light is a matter of some concern. I told her to be more optimistic, that it might not be coming directly toward us, that it could simply be a mirage, that she technically doesn't have a death to fear— but she just started reciting the manual all over again from the beginning. So I wedged a fallen tree branch up into the hydraulic tracks to block her from exiting the glass house. Season 1 of Girl in Space launches September 18th, 2017, with a new episode every two weeks. Subscribe using your favorite podcast app, or stream episodes at girlinspacepodcast.com. It's all here, in space. Prepare for a spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Monster Kid Kid Radio. Hear your host, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classic and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher, or visit monsterkidradio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Monster Kid Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Price, and Joel Hodgson. 
Listen to discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the HP Lovecraft Film Festival. Classic Monsters. Modern Talk. And the head of Rondo Hatton. Only on Monster Monster Kid Radio! Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. (sighs) Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy Ho! Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Roxbrocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, and now there's. Yeah? Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices! That is what it is! Look! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man. (laughs) Thanks, Dr. Mary. My pleasure, Billy. And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye. Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine, available. In dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere. Or at digitalvaudeville.com. That is D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com. <laughs>